Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. For this beautiful church. Lord, for Pastor Maciek, Urania, the family, the team. Thank you for the anointing here today. Bless this short message in Jesus' name. Amen. Open your Bibles, please, to Genesis chapter 3. Verses 22 to 24, we're going to read this morning. And I want to talk about insecurity. And how that affects all of our relationships. We talked about this in Ukraine. This is the basis of all relationship problems, I think. And where does all insecurity begin? Let's read Genesis 3.22. And the Lord said, Behold, the man has, come, has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned away, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. I rzekł Pan Bóg, oto człowiek stał się taki jak my, zna dobro i zło, byleby tylko nie wyciągnął teraz ręki swej i nie zerwał owocu także z drzewa życia i nie zjadł, a potem żył na wieki. Odprawił go więc Pan Bóg z ogrodu Eden, aby uprawiał ziemię, z której został wzięty. I tak wygnał człowieka, a na wschód od ogrodu Eden umieścił cheruby i płomienisty miecz wirujący insecurity has its roots in the fall of Adam Adam and Eve sinned and they were excluded and sent out of the Garden of Eden the Garden of Eden was the utopia of the entire universe And man has been looking for that utopia ever since. This environment, this utopia, was a secure environment of love, connection, acceptance, love, absolutely no rejection, nothing foreign, absolutely safe, no criticism, there was no analysis there, there was no sin, there was nothing, there was no corruption. And then when Adam sinned, he was cast out of the garden. Because he needed to be, he had to be cast out. Because if he was to eat of the tree in his fallen state, then he would have become, he would have had an eternal life but in a fallen state. 
To życie wieczne, ale w stanie. Like Lucifer. Tak jak Lucifer. He has eternal life in a fallen state. Upadł, jest w stanie upadłym, ale ma życie wieczne. So that is actually a blessing. <coughs> that God did not allow Adam and Eve to eat of the tree of life. And when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, they were, they were tasked to work the grounds and toil in the labor of their sweat for fruit from the ground. Zostało im nadane przykazanie, czy też przekleństwo, żeby pracowali w pocie czoła i żeby w ten sposób skłaniali ziemię do wydania owoców. I tak się dzieje dzisiaj. Żyjemy poza ogrodem Eden. Generation after generation after generation. And we live in this state of separation naturally from God. And so we have this deep, deep, deep genetic sense of insecurity because we've been separated from God. Separated from love. Separated from acceptance. And because of that, It has impacted our self-image and it's impacted our understanding of our value. And this is where all relationship problems begin, right there. Because we no longer evaluate ourselves and other people based on what they are, but based on what they do. Bo już nie oceniamy kogoś w oparciu o to, kim jest, ale w oparciu o to, co on robi. And we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. So what is insecurity when we talk about it? It's really a sense of just general nervousness and uneasiness. To jest poczucie wewnętrznego niepokoju, napięcia. Because of the, they perceive themselves to be vulnerable in some way. They feel, they don't feel that they are protected. And outside of the unconditional love of God, then we are, we are, we are open for attack. And we experience that, don't we? And children that grow up in an environment that's not an environment of love and finished work grace, are going to be very insecure teenagers. And they're going to have lots of defenses. And so when a person is in, when we are insecure, kiedy mamy poczucie niepewności, we really lack confidence in what our value is. to brakuje nam pewności i nie mamy, um, nie mamy poczucia wartości. And we don't have confidence in capability or actually in the ability to trust others. I nie mamy również zdolności czy też możliwości do tego, aby ufać innym. Another sense of insecurity can be this. 
It can be that everything is going great right now. Everything is wonderful. But at some point this is going to end. <laughs> Then it's going to be bad. How many have ever felt that way? God is blessing you. Life is great. And then, and then in the back of your mind you're thinking when is this going to end? Because our, our frame of reference is oriented to the negative and not to the unconditional love of God. Sometimes Christians may think that insecurity is humility. Czasami chrześcijanie myślą sobie o tym, że poczucie niepewności to jest pokora. You know, because we can't be too confident, can we? Bo nie możemy mieć za dużo pewności siebie, prawda? That's, that's, yes we can. Ale możemy. We can have amazing confidence możemy in God. Możemy mieć ogromną pewność. But very, very little confidence in our flesh in Philippians 3.3. Insecurity really can result in many different things. Poczucie niepewności może objawiać się na wiele And sposobów. Maybe I don't even need to say this because może we know it, but insecurity causes shyness. Ale na przykład po, po, poczucie niepewności sprawia, że człowiek jest nieśmiały. Isolation. Izoluje się. Paranoia. Popada w paranoję. Social withdraw. Wycofuje się. And 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 we talk dali, we talk dali. We know the rest, don't we? And and it continues. And when a person lives in insecurity, we try to compensate for the insecurity with something else. Meaning, if I'm a Christian. In a church, or in a marriage, or in a relationship, or if I'm a single person, and I'm and I'm insecure. And by the way, all of us are insecure in some way. All of us. Every one of us, including the guy with the microphone. <laughs> we all struggle with it. But what happens is if we don't know how to deal with it, we will begin to try to do other things to compensate for it. Like arrogance. Or aggression. Or actually bullying or Or, or hurting other people. Because why? Because we are emotionally vulnerable. And we have the capacity to be hurt. Because we are living in insecurity. Men really have this problem. But women too can also have this sense of insecurity. And how does this impact our self-image? And then I'm going to then I'm going to talk about the I'm going to, then I'm going to talk about the resolution, the 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 solution. Insecurity robs us. Insecurity steals things from us. 
poczucie niepewności grabi nas, okrada nas z rzeczy. And when we are living in security, we start asking ourselves this que- these questions. What is my value? Kiedy żyjemy w poczuciu niepewności, to zadajemy sobie pytanie, jaka jest moja wartość? Am I lovable? Am I desired? Czy ktoś mnie kocha? Czy ktoś pragnie mnie? Am I needed here? Czy jestem tutaj potrzebny? These are things that we ask ourselves when we don't understand our position in Christ and our position in the body of Christ. I takie pytania zadajemy sobie, kiedy nie znamy naszej pozycji, jaką mamy w Chrystusie, jaką mamy w ciele Chrystusa. And when we live in insecurity, it impacts your self-image, the way you think about yourself. Kiedy żyjemy w poczuciu niepewności, to ma to ogromny wpływ na to, jak myślimy o sobie. And as long as we are alive, I tak długo, jak żyjemy, we as husbands, my jako mężowie, as wives, jako żony, as single people, jako wolni, as children, we are going to be facing insecurity. Why? Because life changes. Life changes. And so, if we are not careful, we can start to live in some kind of human way to resolve my sense of insecurity and vulnerability. To znajdujemy albo szukamy pomysłów na to, aby poradzić sobie z naszym z naszą słabością czy z naszym poczuciem niepewności. And there's seven ways that people deal with it. You want to hear them? So, jest siedem sposobów, w jaki ludzie rozprawiają się z tym. Chcecie o tym usłyszeć? Okay, quickly. Number one, we deny it. Wypieramy się tego. I got this from Genesis chapter 3, by the way. To było w pierwszej Mojżeszowej 3. Adam denied it. What happens, and I don't know if I said it here or somewhere else, but what happened when Adam and Eve sinned? Uh, what did God do? When God came into the garden, what did he say? He said, did he say, Where, what did you do? What did you do? No, he didn't. Because the, the issue with God is not what we do, or what Adam did. But the question is, where are you? <laughs> where are you? I miss the fellowship, our communion. Uh, because Adam and Eve were so valuable to God. And so wonderful. They were the crown of creation. And now, I mean, it's like, it's like you know, you go to the parking lot and you're... Your 2015 Lamborghini is no longer there. Somebody took it. Brand new. You, where do, what do you do? You're running around. Where's my car? And with God, it was a little different, though. God was not panicking. We would be panicking. God was not panicking. The guy's like, where are you, Adam? <coughs> and then he found Adam. And living in insecurity. And fear. Fear. And what did God say to Adam? Where are you? Because it's never, it's never about what we do. It's who we are. And, and, and this is important when we deal with children we, some, we have to let our children fail actually 
Why? Because they need to learn what it means for consequences, accountability, and they need to learn how to rebound. And when a child fails, the question is not first, later it is, what did you do? The first question is, where are you? And the, and the child wants to know if he is still loved. And this doesn't go away until they're like an adult. Until they are an adult. I mean, even longer. They want to know if they are still loved. And you know, and there's many things that we could say about that because of time we, we can't. But, but when your child fails, first thing you want to reestablish with them is your relationship. That you're my child. You're my son, you're my daughter. And that's never going to change. And you are not, and you have to give them an identity outside of what they did wrong. I musisz um, traktować je w, nie, nie w oparciu o to, co one zrobiły. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. When a child fails, that the, the discussion at first is who they are and how valuable they are. Kiedy dziecko upadnie, pierwsza kwestia ważna to jest to, kim oni są i jaka jest ich pozycja i jaka... And when and when that is established, then you together can approach what was done wrong. Otherwise, we are we are we are coming to our children, or even our friends, or husband or wife, or whatever, and say, "What did you do?" What did you do? And in the child's mind, in that person's mind, they are emotionally associated with what they just did. And mom and dad don't love me. And then when I do better, then they're going to love me more. But God doesn't deal with us this way. First thing that Adam said was, he said, he, I didn't do it. The woman you gave me did it. Number two, then we project it. We blame. This is what, these are, these are seven defense mechanisms that we use when we are insecure. We deny. We, we blame. Then we isolate ourselves. We withdraw. And then there's you know, four more wonderful things that happen. But, um, and I don't know. We don't have time to talk about it. But regression. Ale regression. Or I think it's in Polish. Rationalize the, the number, and then number five, we rationalize things away. Oh, I could have never done that anyway. 
I couldn't have never, you know, what do these people expect from me? I can't be, you know, I, I'm going to fail anyway. Tak czy inaczej, nic innego nie mogłem, jakby nie miałbym, nie miałem innego wyjścia. Tak czy inaczej bym umarł. And number six, we just say what Peter said after he denied Jesus Christ three times. A później, po szóste, wypieram się Jezusa, to jest to, co Jezus, znaczy Piotr zrobił trzy razy. I'm going fishing. I can't deal with this. I'm going to go fishing. And number seven, we fantasize. We, because we can't deal with the problem. Because C.S. Lewis, Lewis said this. C.S. Lewis said, man cannot deal with reality. Man does not want to look at reality because it, it's too painful. Powiedział, że człowiek nie chce patrzeć na rzeczywistość, bo ona jest zbyt bolesna. Let me just talk about, let me just talk for a couple minutes now for the, about the solution. Przez parę minut powiem wam o rozwiązaniu. Well, the solution is Jakie jest rozwiązanie? that we need to grow in our understanding of who we are in Christ. Musimy wzrastać w, nas, w naszym zrozumieniu tego, kim jesteśmy w Chrystusie. And that's, so that's, there's a lot of theory there. I w tym zdaniu jest napakonowane wiele teorii. And we could we could talk about that. We could teach about that all day, all year. I można by było mieć nauczanie na ten temat przez cały dzień, przez cały rok. And that's what we do in Greater Grace, Miss Iwaski. We teach a lot about finished work. Mówimy wiele o dokonanym dziele, o naszej prawdzie pozycyjnej. But where do we experience that? Ale where do we experience that? In the body of Christ. What good is my information about who I am in Christ if I'm not applying it by faith in the body of Christ? If I'm living in insecurity in the body of Christ, then I'm, I'm living in theory, but I'm not applying who I am in Christ. How do we deal with insecurity? Well, number one, we just don't deny it. We just say, hey, you know what, I'm secure. I'm insecure. And I don't know all the reasons. Freud and these guys know all the reasons. I don't care, but they don't have any answers for me. Freud never. Freud and B.F. Skinner never gave any solid answers. They gave a lot of analysis, but no true answers. Freud and others conducted many analyses, but and analyzed the person, but they never gave any answers. The answer is Romans chapter eight. The answer is Romans eight. Romans chapter eight. This is the most amazing chapter I think in the Bible. And I think when somebody gets saved, I think we should give them Romans chapter. We th I think we should give them a booklet which is Romans chapter eight. <laughs> that's like, if that's the only Bible that you can know. If I was to go to jail and I could only take a little a little booklet with me, I would take a copy of Romans chapter eight. Because it talks about everything there. It talks about how safe we are in the love 
in the spirit of God. We are in Christ. Inseparable. And we cannot be we cannot be taken out of Christ. If you could if someone could take you or if you could take yourself out of Christ. And separate you from the love of God. That's a very serious that's a very serious thing. But it's impossible. And there's so many verses that tell us that. If, and, and if I could unsave myself and some way do something that I could lose my salvation and I cannot but if I could then you know what that that's very serious listen to this do you know what it would mean that when Jesus said on the cross in John 19 it is finished he would be not telling the truth he would be saying it is finished until you sin again that's great you know when I got baptized I was not in greater grace but I got baptized in an Adventist church I was nine years old or nine. no I was 13 I was 13 years old and uh, you know I was told before we got baptized uh, we had a baptism class and they told me that if that, that when you are baptized you know you're saved and and if you sin you lose that salvation and I was like great okay so I got baptized then we, you know after the baptism we went out to the car with my brothers my sister you know and uh, then I got in a fight with my brother in the back seat of the car <laughs> like we just got, we started fighting you know like brothers do except for Kuba and David uh, they never fight never ever <laughs> And then I, at the end of the fight, I realized, oh, wow, did I just lose my salvation? I thought, that's so silly. Why did I just get baptized? We are in Christ, and that cannot be changed. And if it could be, then Jesus is not telling the truth. And if Jesus is not telling the truth, what does that mean? It's like, then we start going down the rabbit hole, right? Well, if Jesus is not telling the truth, then he's not God. And if, God, if Jesus is not God, then who was Jesus? And what, was, and what were all the prophecies about? That means the Bible's not true. Historically spiritually and if the Bible's not true then we are all lost we are lost totally lost that's why it's such a serious error we are in Christ we are in Christ think of the relationship Jesus had with his father and I'm going to finish in a couple minutes here Matthew chapter 4 the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into, the temp into, into temptation in the wilderness and he asks Jesus several questions and he uses every time he uses that question 
He says, if. If you are the Son of God. If, if, if. And this is the ministry of the devil. To always ask you and I, if you are loved by God. If you are saved. If you are in the love of God. And you know something? The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. And the devil tried to cause Jesus to be insecure. And Jesus, how did Jesus answer every time? He answered with the word. And that's how where you and I answer. God may, the Holy Spirit may lead you into a wilderness in your life for a short period of time. Where there's no provisions. Where you seem like you're by yourself and with the wild animals that are in the wilderness. But God, God brought you there. You're walking with God, everything's great, and then suddenly, wow, I'm in a wilderness. And then the devil there is speaking to you to try to cause you to doubt your faith. But when we answer with truth that we are in Christ, that we are in love, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And then Paul lists a whole list of things. Nothing can separate us from the love of God And in the body of Christ, I can learn to be secure. Even if I'm having trouble in my relationships. If somebody doesn't love me anymore, or as much, or maybe they, they're offended at me, or, then what do, I, what do I do? I can get very insecure. And I could start to try to please that person. And try and try and try. What is that called? Manipulation. It's a bad relationship. And we don't want to be in those kind of manipulative relationships. But the answer is, I just get quiet with God. Get really quiet with God. And meditate on His love. Meditate on His calling in your life. Meditate on His faithfulness in your life. Meditate on these things. Because when we meditate, on Romans chapter 8 and we begin to grow in our security and our self-image is healed and it begins to be a finished work self-image based on who we are in Christ and not what I'm doing the world it's all about what you're doing you know but in Christ what I did is all what I did was all crucified all the churches that I've planted or all the things I've done for God is crucified all the great stuff and all the bad stuff and it's all about who I am today today 12.30 on August 2nd who we are in Christ today. In Christ. Romans chapter 8. 
in love. And in that love we cannot be shaken. And then we approach our relationships totally different. And we begin to see how valuable people are. I begin to value people that I've known for many years. I, I, I begin to have a revelation of their value in Christ. Not what they've done or not done. And so if we, if we can grow in this, then I think God could really just bless our relationships and heal our self-image. And then we'll have the confidence that we're looking for. And then whenever we do something, we're not cursed with insecurity but we're going to be just blessed with God's presence we're going to be like God is with me and what I'm doing God's going to bless it I just want to tell you that, that I think God really wants to bless and I don't mean this in the way that people talk about on evangelist, TV evangelists God wants to really bless us. Bless the work. He wants to bless the work here at the church. And he wants to bless our ministry. And he wants to save people. Bring people in. And touch people's lives. And convert people. Because God is powerful and he's wonderful. Amen. Let's close in prayer.